right, I'm going to keep Scott, getting too long. Let's do it, man. I, can, I, mean, I got five more hours of conversation in me. Oh, do you? All right, let's do Ready? it. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 120 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, your, your play-by-play Matt announcer, most awesome. Like well... Thank you. Nailed it. Thank you, Brandana, for leading me into that game. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mab League has been fun, my friend. Uh, yeah, Mab League has kind of taken off. A lot, a lot of viewers, like, it's, it's been – so your initial take was just, like, this might be fun. It might not be fun. We'll watch it, but it's, like – We'll have fun. That's what I was like. We'll have fun no matter what. Is, is it that, like, no other sports are going on? Like, what's – how is this working so well? I think it is a little bit of that. I've heard some rumblings, but they're like, we don't care that the NBA doesn't want to come back. We got Mad League. That's really all that matters. So, so uh, right, right now, if, the, if if there's a Thursday night football game going on between like the Titans and the Jets, or there's a Mad League game going on between like the the Clippers and the T Wolves, what are you watching? Right. Exactly. Oh, it's Mad League all the way, and I'm sure like Fox, ESPN, they're like, wait a second, why? Oh, it's the Mab League cut-in. That's what's eating away at our ratings. That's <laughs> what it is. Why are we not doing that? This is midnight Eastern time on Sunday night. Probably the latest right. podcast we were thrown down for. That's right. Pod, does, pod don't sleep for anyone, Brandana. Yeah, it's, yes. Dr. Mrs. The Commission will be my MVP of the week. I'll, I'll lead into that later on, but. She's been great. She's been really helpful with the kids, allowing me uh, this free time to call simulation basketball. It's fun. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't get past how fun it is. Like I really enjoy it. It. It does. It feels fun. I wish the game, like you starting to after eight hours of of these games, there's starting to be a little pattern recognition where I'm starting to see these things kind of routinely happening over and over again. But there's still enough uh, variance in it that it's it's. Uh, it's pretty fun. We've got a jam-packed episode 120. we got to get this man to bed, but we're going to give you all the pot we have left in our fucking gas tank. We're going to rip from the headlines. We're doing favorite sports to watch. We're going to hit the MAB inbox. We've got three emails there. Uh, new email. We've been there before, but it's coming up. We've got email of the year. Uh, do the Mab League Series 2020 all-time NBA team. We're going to do a little check-in there, see what's going down. The Apostle Showdown best pizza topping combos yes i'm gonna talk about mm. that do the brand in the gambling corner how to win your home poker game and we're gonna finish as we always do with our mvp of the week ladies and gentlemen you're on power it starts now extra extra read all about it i'm talking front page story all over the world it shook up men women boys and girls the headlines there if you want to be rich you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, ripped. Favorite sports to watch. What are we talking about this week, brother? Because we got nothing else to talk about. Um, we are scraping the barrel. It is really the bottom of the barrel. We keep saying it each week, and we keep yeah. trying to find new ways. I like this conversation topic that you came up with, Brandana, because it's fun. It's a little, it's a little loose, a little free form. Well, we'll we'll let, we'll let the listeners know a little bit too. Like we also talked a few weeks back, and it's probably like ten weeks back. We're just like, hey, what if there's just like you know every tenth episode, we just kind of like do a free for all, just see what happens. Yeah, just like uh, I I think people want to hear our sports takes, and so now we can talk about like I want to get into just like the sports you watch and why you watch them. So I'm an NFL guy. Let's. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm an NFL guy. Grew up watching the NFL. I remember watching. You know, you remember watching before you actually like the the score was like before every commercial break or whatever. Like the score wasn't down there. The boxes were different. Like you were just watching the NFL to be like, all right, this is Raiders versus Chargers because I grew up in Kansas. Like, what does this mean? But it's just like I like to watch football. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's funny too it's like when i was sort of thinking about this category it, it, i really started to have some like of these nostalgia moments and the raiders chargers it, it really hit home to me because that was typically like the afternoon game the four o'clock game yeah. which then led into i remember this like we'd be watching it and then my mom would be trying to pull me into dinner and we weren't allowed to like have the volume on for the TV, but the way that like our, our TV room was set up, you could see like a pass through into our dining room from the TV. So we'd angle the TV so we could see it. My mom wouldn't let me turn the volume on and we'd watch that AFC afternoon game on the West coast. And then it would like lead into 60 minutes and then like all of a Sunday night, night television and the Sunday scaries would come rolling in there. And it was just like, it's such a memory, that early NFL experience for me. Um, I love it. And I do think, like, was your household growing up, was it a, like, was it an NFL, like, this, like, this is our sport, this is what we watch? Or did they just kind of like, we want to watch the best sporting events going on at the time? Good question. It, it was a little sneaky. Like, honestly, like, I, like, my parents or whatever was uh, like they weren't like huge football fans like i think like my step parents on my dad's side yeah. i they were big cheese fans but it was like sneaking in i remember like just trying to get the tv and they even like battled with my brother and just like oh we're gonna watch like you know sunday morning cartoons i was just like no like i gotta see this like i gotta see this you know this whatever like box like first like game of yeah the week. I, I gotta see dallas versus minnesota Dude, I, yeah, I, I have a weird thing too. It's just like I, I was so obsessed with the NFL. Like by the time I got to high school, I would watch, um, I would go to headline news because you couldn't get some of the games that would be blacked out. But headline news would give like the score ticker on the bottom. Really? And so you would just like watch headline news, and that's like that's how I watched. That's how I watched the Vikings games. The Vikings just... games weren't me watch the Vikings. Yeah, it was just like all right, Vikings like ten to ten. You're and just then, like, jonesing for NFL. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, Two minutes later, it was just like the headline news. People would just be talking about like real news, and it's just like I was just checking the ticker every time to see what the Vikings were doing. Hilarious! You're like, I think I think the scores are coming on the Weather Channel. Let's let's zoom in over there and see what's going yeah, on. One thousand percent. So, did you watch? Uh, you watch NBA a little bit? We did. So, I mean, growing up when I did in in you know in the suburbs of Detroit, there was a great time. I mean, it was all sports were humming for the most part at any given time. I mean, we had the the Pistons in the 80s and uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, we had the Tigers and the Lady, the Bless You Boys. Uh, then in the late 90s, mid-90s to late 90s, we had the Red Wings, Hockey Town. Uh, and NFL was just always there. And NFL was just a great sport to watch. And we, even when we didn't have particular success, we had Barry Sanders, who was one of the, like, the most electrifying running backs in the league. So it was really a great time to be a sports fan um for me and we watched a little bit of everything I, I would say nba basketball was something that i like initially like was drawn to right uh, i love basketball even growing as a kid definitely not my most like my most skilled sport by any stretch of the imagination but i loved to play it and i just there's something about basketball to me that there's like a flow and a rhythm to it that is is really is really interesting to watch, and I like that there's constant motion and movement. Uh, even when you got into the late you know '80s and the kind of bruising basketball, the pace really started to slow down. But I love the flow of the game in the back and the forth. Um, I love that when you're watching it, you can see all the players, you can see the little movements, the back cuts, the screens. I think the best, like for me, my right now, like the thing that I'd love to go see uh would be like a, a courtside basketball game like to hear the chatter and the talking between those guys would yeah. just be like would just be amazing to watch and growing up college basketball with michigan was even huge too um and you know we weren't like a religious michigan household growing up i i kind of definitely grew into that kind of like you were uh you know growing up as an nfl fan so i know college football has been a big thing but i've I've gotten more religious with Michigan football as I've grown older. My parents were always a pro-Michigan household, but it wasn't like appointment viewing. And I had friends that were like, you know, go to Ann Arbor every weekend and like play the fight song as they like got into the, like the city limits. 
that wasn't our family. I've, I've, you know, grown up a little bit more and, and invested more in it. But yeah, early on, my early experiences, basketball was it, man. I loved it. Was there any tie-in just about like what sports you played versus what sports you watched? Yeah, I definitely think there is. I mean, I love to play basketball. We had the hoop in the, in the, in the driveway. And that's my thing why I love basketball the most is like you can go out and just play basketball by yourself. I didn't have a block growing up as a kid with like a ton of uh, like neighborhood kids. So I was constantly by myself growing up as a kid. So I just go out there, shoot hoops like all day, every day. And it was great. It was easy. Like playing football, it would get a little boring, just like firing the football up off, off the roof and then trying to catch it as it rolled down. So basketball was great. And that's why I think I appreciate it the most. Uh, what was your shot in b-ball when you go to the court like that just that that shot you're firing off were you like a three second like michael jordan guy like just like slashing the hoop or like were you just like i want to hit this three in the corner as time expires yeah oh oh in the dry in the, playing in it oh yeah, i yeah. would i would go through these like intricate like throwing the ball to this guy swings around the horn like comes in fires it oh and i would i would do the thing where i like block my own shot I'm like, Chris Weber goes up, blocked by Eric Montross. He gets it, recovers it, kicks it up to Dylan. Like, I would do that whole, like, I basically what I did in Mab League today was what I would do in my driveway just a scant 30-some-odd years later. Um, but I would go there. I probably looked like a maniac to my neighbors. Like, what's wrong with this kid? But uh, I think my, my favorite one was the little, like, free-throw line extended, like, jab in, step back, jumper. Because I, I knew I could always get that off myself. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, had, uh, you had a younger brother, right? So was he out there in the court with you? Were you just like, yeah, but he was six years younger. It wasn't even like a, it wasn't even real competition. Uh, we Dawes was out there, and he wasn't really much of a of a sports guy. Um, but you know, he did. He played around with it with me, but it wasn't like a fair competition. By the time we got into playing. Oh, yeah, we'll go back to football. It's kind of funny that fantasy football happened, but there was something for me that I remember watching football. I was like, I need more of this. I need to apply more of my knowledge about what I'm watching and just right. like, it's got to be more active part of my life. Did you go through that? Yeah, I mean, fantasy football was the first time that it was like, you could, and there's something interesting about sports fans. probably why we do this show. It's like, we have this need to like, have better information than everyone else around us and i think like fantasy football becomes the perfect like you know well it's, it's, for it's, that. It's, also, it's a conversation starter also right like you can meet like any dude like we talked about like we both hate fucking yeah. zombies <laughs> like yeah, yeah. the guy that boxes and corner parties but it's just like there is like a really like sweet entry to just be like oh this is uh this is my fantasy football team. This is what I like about Drew Beer, Drew Brees. Like, what's your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and it, I think it definitely morphed into that uh, later on as you realize, like, oh, everyone plays fantasy football, and it is like a little kind of the you know the universal tie that binds all. Um, but it's it's yeah, a, I, it's a perfect yeah. fantasy sport too, right? Like, it's the per, it's the best fantasy sport by far, right? Yeah. Because it all, yeah, it all happens in one day. Yeah. Like, you build a team. Like, now do you get a little defensive? Because I know I voiced my opinion about, like, hitting the guy in the bar that's just, like, the people that didn't like football at all. And now they're just, like, pros about just, like, oh, you know what? Like, I need, like, I, I need Edelman to get, like, two more catches. It's just, like, do you give a shit about this game or not? Right, right, right. Yeah. And it is tough. It's It's one of those things where it's, like, it has torn at the – the like fandom of it i know there's so we've got plenty of cheese fans that are diehard fans um and i i have even said like i'll root for my fantasy team over the detroit lions like detroit, detroit lions yeah. don't want shit you know maybe if they if they you know if they started winning it'd be a different story but like i think now we have way more individual fans of individual players i think that's i think that by and large that's where the direction of sports is going like People assign their love to certain players now, especially with free agency. Like guys that like LeBron don't really care if he's on the Lakers or the Heat or the Cavs. They love LeBron. And uh, I think it's an interesting venture to where, or like a, a precipice of where we're going to be at. It's like 
how many people are going to be diehard Chiefs fans? There's always going to be a small contingent, but by and large, like people are going to be Pat Mahomes fans. People are going to be, um, you know, uh, 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 oh, Joe Burrow fans, right? Like, so if he leaves in a couple of years and goes from Cincinnati and goes, you know, who knows where else, they're going to follow Joe, Joe Burrow's or maybe not going to necessarily be tied to Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a little bit that the NBA set that up, right? It's kind of like player empowerment. We're yes. like, we're trying to a bunch of players just like, oh, I love Kevin Durant, but do I love like the Oklahoma City Thunder? It's just like, no, I like Kevin Durant. Like, I'll see where he goes. And it's, it's still with this player empowerment that we're talking about. It's just like every three years, they could be on new squads. So it's just like, I, why would I waste my time like rooting for a squad when I could root for a guy no matter where he's at? Right. Is that going to be good for sports? Is that going to just kind of like homogenize sports? Are we going to see these ravenous fans in the stadiums? Or is everyone just going to be like a, a quasi-casual fan? I, I, I wonder about this. Like, is this, is that a good thing for sport? I know it's good for the individuals who play the sport and their individual marketing abilities. But ultimately, is it good for like the fans to be, you know, to be tethered to one player versus their hometown team? Yeah, so what are we talking about? So what, what's the what, what would be the biggest loss if this is like if it's not tied to the actual team? Would it be like a stadiums not selling out or people not going to watch the games? I think I still think people are going to watch the games, but I right. still think you can you'll be able to follow players. You'll be like, that's the player I like, and it bounces around. Like it's I, we're this it's and we're getting super macro, but it's a little bit more of a globalization of sports. Yeah. They were just like. Yeah, this I like this player wherever he goes. NBA a little bit more. NFL, I still I, I still can see the thing of just like, oh, like I, I root for the Patriots no matter what. Like I don't think the Patriots are like Patriot fans are big gonna become Buccaneers fans because like Tom Brady, they'll wish him well. Right. But still like I like the Patriots and like now it's down. We have the we have the chips we have, like now we're gonna build it back up. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just wonder, I, I think about it, the, the only downside is, is just like the becoming that, you know, the true home field or home court advantage, which we've talked about on pods past, is now you're, you're, you're having between, you know, third market and second market ticket, you know, vendors that are out there. Uh, and then just obviously the, the people are, you know, moving across the country all over the place now. So you're not just staying in one town growing up. Uh, you're seeing little bits and pieces of when you go to like a football game guys are just wearing their team's jersey i i, I went to a packers lions game like two or three years and this girl sitting next to me had a Bengals jersey on it was insane to me it's like this, this, nobody here is playing for the Bengals, but you root for the Bengals, so you're wearing a Bengals jersey and that's that's just kind of where my thought process was going because it's like is it just gonna like i think of like the 80s and 90s like the ravenous home crowds right and i think of those like maybe maybe it's resulted in just because it's playoffs but i think of like those fierce road games that guys are going in that your team's going in and they're booing and they're yelling they're screaming it's like are we are we going to lose that component is it something that even matters i don't know but it's just like i just remember just those environments watching it and going like my god this is like we're this is us versus them and i'm i'm like it's true drama in the midst of uh, this game here. Yeah, yeah that, that is good. Would you say it's different, though, between leagues? Because I think, like, NFL, you're going to get that, like, the ravenous, like, I am a Ravens fan, and I just like Ravens. Like, right. I like Ravens players. I'm going to root for the Ravens. Like, that's what we are as Baltimore. But on the other tip, I can see NBA being a little bit more like, you know, like, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Anthony Davis. So right. I can... Anthony Davis, wherever he goes, like I'm gonna root for. Him. Yeah. I think a little bit of just like their their player, just prestige being in front of them and being able to like kind of follow them a little bit. We'll be able to like latch onto that also when we're talking about like five guys playing the game versus just like this team effort. What do you think? Yeah, the accessibility of the NBA is is far greater than the NFL. I mean, just just inherently, it's easier. You know, they don't, they're not wearing helmets. You could see their expressions. You, you definitely get invested faster on players when it's only five on a court versus 11 in your football. But, yeah, no, I think you're right. I definitely think the NBA would lend itself more to, like, individual fandom. Um, and even then, we've seen that at times Miami, you brought up Miami. It's an interesting thing maybe think about 
when they had that great run with Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron and Chris Bosh, a lot of those five final games, the first quarters, some of those high-level seats on the floor weren't filled until uh, about the second or third quarter. It's just the, uh, the casual nature of the, the, the Heat fans that are out there. Ultimately, I think, you know, ultimately we're player pro on this pod, and I think player empowerment. So I think ultimately, like, the individual marketability of these players is something that's going to be best for the players. Um, but I do, I do wonder about just, like, having a long, long-term tenure of a, of a player on your team and rooting for them. And, you know, it's, it's going to be rare, more rare that we have the Tom Brady's and potentially, I'm, I'm assuming Pat Mahomes, is, the Chiefs aren't going to let him go anywhere uh, anytime soon. But it's like, it's very, it's very infrequent that we're going to have these long tenures with players and teams. Uh, so maybe you're going to be forced more often to, to follow your favorite player versus uh, a piece of cloth uh, in your hometown. So, so what, what is that difference? Like between, if you had to make the call right now, like NFL, NBA, if you had to root for a player, like are you still okay with rooting a player from the NBA that moves a bunch of different teams as opposed to just like my hometown accountability to like my, my squad? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think I've, I think my, I think I still want to see, I still want to see my Pistons win. And I was sad to see like Andre Drummond get traded at, at the deadline. So I really still want to root for my hometown team. I think it's just rooted in, in who I was. I think of like a 12 year old, like there's no question to me that a 12 year old is like, I'm a Zion fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's on the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm watching him. That's it. You know what I mean? He might be in Detroit because, especially if Detroit is not great, why yeah. do I want to? Why do I want to watch watch these games? You know what I mean? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, and last thing we'll talk about, like, uh, you watch any soccer, brother? You watch any soccer? No, I, I I do get into it for the World Cup. Again, it's the the environment. Yeah. The environment really like really cinches it for me. I mean, I love the chanting, I love the rowdiness of it, and it's and it's easy to get invested uh, in soccer. But it's like it's to me, it's like the Olympics every four years. It kind of pops up, and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to pay attention to soccer. I don't know anything that's going on, but I do have a, an appreciation that it's played at the highest level, and that I do like. I, I do like that. And it's, I, I think the problem with soccer also is just like, I don't, with all these different leagues going on, like, oh, which is the important league? That's what I like about the NFL, the NBA. You know, it's just like, all right, yeah. we're winning a basketball championship. We're winning a football championship. And just like all this kind of like, you know, I, I know like, like there's a pro soccer league sort of, and they win something, but there's just like European soccer leagues. It's just like, all right, what are you guys actually competing for? That's where the World Cup kind of, kind of gets my attention. Yeah, exactly. It's the best of the best. And uh, yeah, like Bundesliga came back not a few months ago. It's like, I, I don't know. And that's the other thing that I don't like about so- soccer is like the whole like friendlies and they like trade players and then bring them back. It's like, it's a weird thing. I just don't, I'm not into it. It's like, give me a team, like make it easy for me to figure out. It's too like, just just an, an amoeba out there. I don't understand yeah. what's going on. I don't, I'm not really sure what's up with this. Just yeah, something that I can digest and is are you guys like I don't need to know if it's tier one or tier two or whatever this fucking bullshit is. Just give me the best of the best. That's what I want. Why don't we watch hockey, brother? Why we do don't it? we watch hockey? You watch hockey? I, I did. Know. It's tough. It's a tough TV watch. Far more exciting in person than it is uh on TV. Like on what level? Like it's just like more fun? Like why why are we like it's still it's it's still so it's it's not baseball, right? I mean it's it's not soccer, low scoring, violent on ice. Is it because it happens like simultaneously with basketball? Like why is it not to get more love? Yeah, I think it's just I think it's a tough TV watch. You know, you can't go to a bunch of these games. Um, the fact of the matter is, is too is is that they have such frequent line shifts. It's hard to stay. Like a, a the two or excuse me three six or twenty minute period sixty minutes total, but some of your best players are only playing like 22, 21 minutes on. It's almost too fast paced. Like the NBA has a nice pace to it, uh, uh, 
football has a natural rhythm to it. Like you understand the play, it sets, it yeah. goes on. Well, you have to, you're not interested. If you don't get how the like how football works, you're not interested in the NFL. Right. If you get how football works, you love the NFL. But hockey happens at such a blistering pace, it's hard to keep sense of who's on the ice and who's not, where the puck is, what's going on. Like to the average spectator who's just hopping in. It's like it's a next it's it's another level to try and digest all the information that's happening to you. I mean, and, and that's the other thing, too, is it's like the, 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 the NHL has done a terrible job of like marketing their stars. I really don't know who the stars are. I remember Mark Messier. I remember obviously Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Steve Eiserman, Sergey Fedorov. Like I remember the late 90s hockey players, Yarmir Yager. I totally Jeremy Roenick for the Blackhawks. I could go on and on. I don't know who I don't know who's the guy today. Yeah, I, I really don't know who the guy is today. I, oh, maybe the the Russian dude for the Capitals. I can't drink of it, but I can't think of his name right now. Not a good start. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But it's like they just do a shit job, and I don't even know if he's the top guy. That's the most just the most recent guy that I remember. So it's like they just don't do a great job of marketing their players. I just think it's too much to digest. I, I, cert, I think regionally people uh, like it. I know I'm probably blaspheming uh, hockey in, in, as being a Detroit native. I'm sure there are plenty of diehard hockey fans, but when was the last time you ran into a diehard hockey fan? Yeah, super, it's super rare. And also, like, when you run into a diehard hockey fan, there's always a story of just, like, this is why I don't watch the NBA or this is why I don't watch the MLB. It's just, like, they're just, like, hockey. It's just, like, you, they're overselling hockey. Like, right. I don't – because, you know, like, I don't try to sell – like, I love the NFL. I don't try to sell the NFL to anybody else. But, like, hockey right. fans are always, like, a little bit just, like, you need to watch this hockey game. It's just, like, I don't or naturally would. Right. Yeah, they get they get a little cultishy. Like, hey, just come here, hang out for a meeting, just learn what we're all about. You know what I mean? And then they, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then they're trying to get you hooked into the the cult of hockey. They're cheering a little too loud. All right, let's jump in the inbox, brother. Let's just right. we'll get into it. Smooth transition. All right, socks. Um, if you had to wear socks and flip flops to a business meeting, which would you choose? Uh, so send us two pictures. We'll throw those pictures up on uh, MAB underscore sports Instagram so you can take a look. What are these? So basically we have we have a sock with a flip-flop. Yeah. And then we the, have – The traditional with the with the sock song going or the – Digital wedge, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wedge. And then we just have is, – is that just a white sock and a croc? I couldn't even figure out what the second picture was. I know. It's a little disorienting. Once you see it, it's a sandal. You've got your barefoot sandal, and then they put the sock over top of it, which okay. is just a, which is just an insane premise. <laughs> but I, I love it. I love the emails that we get. I, I uh, do like I, it's the craziest thing about this is also you're going to a job interview. Like what? Well, who tied your hands behind your back? Or you're just like right. you're going to wear this to your job interview? Right. If you showed up to a job interview with socks and sandals. Yes, that'd be bad. But yes, if you showed it. if you showed up to a job interview and you pulled your sock over your sandals, you they would call like CP. They call somebody. They not CPS. They call somebody to 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 put a butterfly net around you. Yes, you're a certified fucking lunatic. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I haven't worn a flip flop. I think in like eight years. What's your take on flip flops? I just, I just, I just warm today. What are you too adult for us now, bro? Is that what it is? I I got all grown up. I got all grown up in the spot. What's your thing? What's your, why don't you want to wear flip flops are so freeing. I don't don't set the wedge between my toes. And also like, I think a grown man doesn't wear shorts. And if I don't, they're too then my feet need to match. Like, I'm not wearing shorts. And so, like, I can't imagine, like, flip-flops with pants. That's more insane. <laughs> you're going, you're like, the, the, the sandals are the shorts of the footwear game. I get it. Yep. Um, yes, I, I, well, here's the thing. I'm always in shorts. I'm in shorts right now. What are you going to do about it, Brandana? How do you feel about I, that? I, this I, is, 
I this can't is, change your life. This is the yin and the yang of the MAB Sports Podcast. It um, is, but what's in, your, what's in your feet, brother? What's in your feet? I'm barefoot right now, my friend. Okay, fair. Yeah. But if you had to throw shoes on? If I had to throw shoes on? Oh, I, I'd rock the tennies. Are you like a flippy, flippy floppy? Oh, 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 I thought you said shoes. I don't even consider flip-flop shoes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. I've got, like, if I'm doing yard work, I've got, like, these slides that I put on that, like, cover the toe. Um, why don't you, you don't like slides? Why don't you just put on slides and just kind of, like, hug yeah. the top of your foot? No, not into it. No, I uh, haven't worn shorts and haven't worn flip-flops. Uh, I need socks involved in anything I do. So I think for the answer for this question, I would... I, not that I can abstain, but I guess I'll take the second option, which I guess you're saying is a sock over the entire flip flop. I mean, that's I mean, it's better to me. Yeah, because you're you're hiding your foot shame and your 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 yes. flip flop shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. it. No one ever I, needs to see my feet. I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow this from Bert Kreischer. He he put it on his podcast. He got into an argument. This is equally insane to me about how his daughter puts on her shoes and her socks. She goes, sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Instead of how I do it, which I thought everyone did it, sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. This is fucking wild. Does, does anyone in the world that we know, if you know anybody that does sock, shoe, sock, shoe, that's fucking I, crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. This is made up. And yeah, I put on blast like a a child that's trying to figure it out, but hopefully she comes out of the other end and being like, yes, you put on both socks and you put on both shoes. Yeah. And, and her, re- her reasoning was that she gets the one sock, one shoe nice the way she likes it, which news doing that doesn't stop you one way or the other from getting your shoe on nice or not. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I just want to know. I, 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 I no, really no. want I really wanted to see where the MAB was divided, and I'm glad we're unified in this point. Okay. We are reunified in this. Like, you put on both socks and you put on both shoes. Like, yeah, it's simple. If you're out there, don't feel shame, though. Write us. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, but I'm pretty sure it's sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Did you have uh, leather sandals at any point? I remember having those in college. I have leather sandals now, my friend. I got them <laughs> when I went to Costa Rica. <laughs> Give it to me as a gift. I even – I. I went through the Birkenstock phase. Did you go through? You probably didn't go through a Birkenstock phase. I didn't, no. Birkenstocks were actually kind of the worst. I'm not going to lie. You got this yeah. like gross, yeah. you got this gross like, if you wore them for a lot in the summer, your feet would be nasty. Well, I don't know what a Birkenstock is. What is it? It's a leather sandal? It's is an, that it? It's an overpriced sandal. Exactly right. Okay. Like there was a whole, like there was a whole phenomenon late 90s. Everyone had to get a Birkenstock. I had Birkenstocks. They were uh, they were blue leather on the top, the cork on the bottom, uh, and you would go to the Birkenstock store and get them fitted. Like you get these sandals fitted to your feet. I have flat feet, uh, so I just had like you know planks on. But they look at your arch, they customize it, all this happy bullshit, and then you get your your, your blue uh, your 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 colored leather. I know that brother. You know us. I have flat feet also. Don't act like we're not brothers in that. I know brothers in flat footedness. A yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> Next email, Tony. Uh, is Tony Romo's new seventeen million dollar contract good or bad for the upcoming NFL CBA negotiations? Uh, this comes. This comes from our emailer of the year for two thousand nineteen. And is he worth it? Uh, I does this. I don't think it affects the. It doesn't affect the CBA, right? Yeah, no. If anything, maybe it, it gives credence or credibility to like the value of the NFL that they're willing to invest seventeen million dollars in Tony Romo. But uh, he's fantastic. Uh, I don't want to call him like the level of MAB calling MAB. He's not on that, that level, but he's pretty damn good. And yeah. and and the NFL needs more like they don't need like stilted Joe Bucks any longer or Joe Tessitore for Monday Night Football. They need they need like guys who know football but also can have like a fun conversation. I was, yeah, he he is worth it. And like I'm I'm always a big fan of also just like if the market pays it, then you're worth it. Oh, and for sure. Just, like 
yeah, yeah, he absolutely is worth it. Like he's the number one in the game right now. And I think as, as the the closer you can get players that played in the game out of it, I know it didn't work out for um, Jason Witten. Jason Witten, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> thanks for saving me, brother. It didn't work out for him, but it's still like the the closer you can get. So it's just like how do you, so definitely worth it because the money pays it and the audience is there. Like you're gonna do it. Right. How do we fix Monday Night Football? That's the big question I want to ask out of this. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Drew Brees? Drew Brees? That's my solution. Oh, go ahead. Well, Drew Brees, maybe not right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yes, you need, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Peyton Manning has really been better. About, I mean, he's, he's been on SNL. He's got a little character. Okay, he's, I, not inter- he's not interested, right? He's not interested. In fact, I, I do believe in memory serves to turn it down. Here's the thing that makes me wonder, like, maybe Eli Manning is, like, just a side, like, the Tony Romo version of that, like, he, you know, I, he, he'd be a little hard to listen to. Tony's got a nice voice. Yeah. Eli Manning would be weird. Because we, we, we have this impression of um, Eli Manning, which I think is dead on. So he just has – actually, Eli Manning has everything in the game. If he's not who we think he is, then get in the booth and just like show us we we're wrong about who you are. What if Eli Manning was like the coolest dude that like like I know. dudes want to fucking hang out with Eli Manning? Yeah, you have to ask what if for a reason because probably not. Probably not. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if there's some other guys. I do like the quarterback angle because what what Tony Romo brings is like this unique perspective. <laughs> that like Collinsworth and some of these former players have done that like kind of like grind tape, but he does a real good job of understanding concepts early on, seeing what's happening and then giving it to this, like these digestible bite-sized chunks, like right off the bat. That's what makes him so strong. It's surprising how good he is. He makes it seem so simple that you're like, why can't other people be like Tony Romo? But I almost wonder if guys like Mike Vick, you know, um, trying to think of other quarterbacks that have played in like high level like Andy Reid type systems that yeah. can bring like an interesting knowledge. Um that's good. He he did call a lot. Like also is is there a thing where it's just like maybe the NFL gets just the coverage advanced a little bit more because we hear a lot, a lot about just like receivers breaking off from quarterbacks and everything and we don't see that because the camera is on the on the quarterback. And they're right. just like on on that on that scrum right there, so we don't really see what happens down the field. And then like we have the Chris Collinsworth, which I'm not a fan, but right. you see breaking up like breaking it down afterwards, and they see it like uh, is is there a future where we see kind of that bird's eye view a little bit more of what the football game is going down? It'd be interesting. There's a lot of guys on Twitter that grind all 22. That's where you see everybody all 22. There's 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Uh, so they, that's what like, primarily that's what coaches watch that film because in fact, you're right. That's what, that's where you can see that. That's what I, it's a great point that you bring up because it's like, that's the other reason why I prefer the NBA slightly ahead of the NFL, because I can see all the action that's going on so many times the NFL action gets lost downfield that you miss it. Uh, it does create for a little bit of drama because there's that surprise factor, like, I think about like a uh, like the Minneapolis miracle, right? I mean, like you don't see that coming until the very second, and then you're like, "Holy shit, he's gonna go!" So there's yeah. some exciting there, but on on everyday plays, it's nice to see like the interworkings of that play, or like, "Oh my god!" Like you'll never see Tyreek screaming down the field, and like Pat Mahomes just missing him and then checking down. Like you'll never see that because you're not 100 percent gonna know what the distance he had on him. So I do think that that would aid in that. And and then I think like to also help uh, to Monday Night Football is they got to find better ways to schedule the games. Like they, they really, and we've talked about ESPN and, and their NFL not really liking ESPN and that sort of stuff, that little undercurrent that goes on there. But they for the NFL, they should probably put that aside and look to find a way to flex kind of those marquee matchups the Sunday night football, I don't know what the ratings are, but like that seems like an increasingly tough ask 
for uh, guys in my situation where it's like, all right, I've just asked you to watch nine hours of football. Now let's toss on another three more at the end of the day. But like looking to flex and work and move that Monday night to make it the marquee game. If you really want all eyes on your game, make it, make a way to, or figure out a way to, to flex that game. I guess you're kind of right, but it's also like, uh, people are going to watch the NFL regardless. This is a weird thing when I hear about people, what kind of the NFL or whatever, like what's going to come up. Like, right. Yeah, I don't want to get too down, down that rabbit hole, but I will say like, people are going to watch, you and I are going to watch the Monday night game regardless of who it is. So like, why you don't need to fire off your best game? Like you just need to put, like, why not put your weakest game up there? Because like well, everyone's going to watch it because it's the only game going on. I guess it depends on what's more valuable from a from a ad dollar standpoint. Is is that Monday slot from nine to basically eleven thirty twelve? Is are the revenue dollars better there than like say Sunday night at you know nine o'clock to you know or eight thirty to you know eleven o'clock? Like what's more valuable to the NFL? That's the only reason why I bring that up. If it's not, if you're right, then there is no, there's no reason to, and maybe that's maybe that is the reason why we don't get great Monday night football games. But I mean, just as like a a, a cultural icon for the NFL, like Monday night football with Howard Cosell and Don Meredith, and then Al Michaels and all the guys that have passed through that, that seems like a prestigious like booth right like there seems a it little is, bit of like it, that's it, a hallmark yeah but it hasn't it hasn't been for the last couple of years like let's let's put something let's put somebody like good in the booth it's a weak booth and it's like no disrespect like everybody doing it like i i sure. don't mean that at all but it's just like this is i i agree with what you're saying it's a prestigious helm so it's just like yeah. let's get some guys there it's like it's a tough hang it's tough. Listen, I know you've done it. Like we've done it for the last couple of years. It's like it's they're trying different things. Like they're putting like booger like in the like the the, the seat. Like, yeah, the little like, trolley thing going up. And, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, you know, it's bad when they're starting to roll out these like odd gimmicks, right? Yeah. Like exactly. it's a strange gimmick. Like let's put booger in the in on the field. Because for some reason he's got a better vantage point there. It was going to give us more game action, but it like scoots up and down the sideline. It's a bizarre move, man. It's I just want I want what I want is I want rapport. I want like I you know they thought they could have gotten it with uh, with Dennis Miller, which was an odd choice. Uh, but I want a little something. I want a little outside of the box thinking. Which, yeah, again, that. going back to Tony Romo, he gives you a lot of football, but he's not afraid to like toss in a joke or go silly or go <laughs> in a different direction, just have a conversation. I think like most of the Monday Night Football guys are pretty, they're pretty one note. They're pretty like stuck in like, I'm the broadcaster, you're the color, you give like the inside details, and we don't, we don't step outside of those realms. And that's yeah. not what any broadcast needs. Yeah, I need, I need emotion in the right times for my broadcast guys. I need the color guys to give us interesting insight, and I need them to be have a little banter back and forth and know feel the rhythm of the game a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Not like that Nets game that happened earlier. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Golden Beauty, uh coming from Stacy. Thanks for emailing, Stacy. Appreciate it. Here's yeah. an question. Um, do you believe in your golden birthday? If so, what significant uh, what of significance have in that year? If you know what your golden birthday is, is it something that's significant? Uh, the year that turns the same as your birthday. My birthday is on the 26th, so my golden birthday was my 26th year. I got married when I was 26, and Katie won the national championship, so it was definitely a golden year for me. Um, so my golden birthday is 25. What's yours, brother? 26. 26. 26. Uh, I'll say it, it was a big year for me. 25 was, um, I was bartending. I do believe in it. I was bartending in Lawrence, Kansas. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of Kansas. <laughs> I did turn 25. I think uh, somewhere around like February, I decided that I was going to move to Los Angeles and move there in September. 
and my birthday was basically being a bar manager at this bar. I was like, I got the fuck out of Kansas. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering, I was like, what do you mean believe in it? I was like, I, the golden birthdays are just are, are what they are, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. So mine was in 26. I was turned 26. I was in LA too. Uh, just a few months before your golden birthday, it sounds like. Uh, or no, I'm actually, I'm significantly older than you. That, that math didn't matter. Not significantly, just older. Just older. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I do believe in it. Uh, I don't think, I'm not, we've talked about this, I think off pot or maybe on pot. Not a big birthday guy, but I do, I do think it's like, it's a fun little like numerical crossover. Um, I do think it's like, I do like it when we're all in like our, our 26, Dr. Mrs. The Kamish, her, she was born on the 16th, golden birthday, sweet 16, lots of good things there. When it doesn't fall on like a fun number, like a, a 30 or a 26. Yeah, I thought about that. Just like, it was like, if, if your birthday is like the second, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Rock and roll on twos. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Mrs. The Commission is the sixth. She just celebrated her golden birthday. Um, but everything is like peak birthday when you're six years old. It doesn't really matter. Having a golden birthday doesn't really add up. But uh, yeah, when you're like 22 or 23, it's a nice little fun thing to throw on top of it. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun thing. It's like, uh, you know, smoke them if you got them. I don't care. Enjoy them. So, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, it happens 20. 20- you're all in. All right, guys. Um, thanks for sending that. Keep the emails coming in. MAV Sports Podcast at gmail.com. We'll get you up in here. We'll talk about it. We'll hit you up. Uh, all right. Mad League check in. Bring us to jam. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Rest assured, you'll get your money's worth. With this show, it happened all right. You gotta see the show. It's a rock and roll. You gotta see the show. It's rock and roll. League 2020 NBA all-time league. 18. Turn up Twitch. Getting that Twitch bump. Getting it done. 100 players, a pool of 100 greatest players of all time. Eight teams built. Uh, and we're leaving some teams. We just got, uh, we have what? We have five teams left, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, wait. Two. Three. Oh, yeah. I guess technically five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, the Lakers swept the Pelicans earlier tonight. Um, they're going on to, to face my Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Also swept the Kings. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and then we had, uh, you know, something happened between the Nets and Celtics. We'll move on. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we've got game three. Um a matchup between the all-time Clippers and the all-time Lakers, uh, which will happen as you're listening tonight, Monday night. Um, but yeah, fantastic so far. Great round uh, game two action. A lot it of is, close games. Yeah, so if you, if you go back and do the league differently, I, I won't sound a negative, but what would you do? Like, is there anything that just like did make this league work? I think um, I think the one thing that I think is what we initially talked about was like the the play styles, right? Yeah. I think right now we've got we're all, we're trying to keep it as consistent as possible because there's lots of little variables. Um, so if I was to go back and, and and adjust that, I think we might have done like a a, a, a simulated shortened season uh, just to get some stats on there and actually assign some play styles. Also try and make the coaches uh, as similar as possible too, uh, just so there's no variances in that and just make it about play styles. So you really can get a, a, an idea about how you want it to play. Because for example, Brandana, you want to no threes, all no threes, rebounds, right. checking guys, picking up guys. You know, you could have adjusted your, your style to a de- defensive format, but maybe, maybe would have 
lend those guys to it a little bit more, which would have been interesting. You could see how that played out. Uh, I think that would have been at the season run, but we're living, we're learning in this Mab League. Okay, let's go on the positive shit. Like, what has kind of like caught fire that you liked about this league? I think it's the in-game action, right? Like you and I broadcasting it, it it gives a real fun element in a time where we don't have sports. Like guys are tuning in, people are tuning in, random people on Twitch are finding this stream and just watching a little bit of the action, just seeing what's going on. We got hit up last night. Uh, we were doing a little social hang with the other owners last night, but we had people popping in saying like, hey, what's, what's the story on this? What's going on? So that was fun. Um, but ultimately, it's a, it's a good, fun hang. It gives like a little, uh, you know, little uh, actual game action here for uh, some some diehard sports fans. This week, we'll uh, we'll post the the game. There's one game three going right. down, which is between the uh, the T Wolves and the Clippers, which will do Monday night, and then we'll throw all of them down, and you can see the the schedule going back when we get to the final four. That's right. That's right. Yeah, conference finals here. We all had the tune-up games too, which uh, I think that's the other thing I might have changed a little bit. Maybe give it a little bit more stiff competition. I guess we were just – the only thing that I was afraid of is that if uh, we gave it too stiff of a competition, someone would get knocked out. And then we got to restart the league, which is, you know, just not no fun for anyone, especially especially me. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like we're, we're learning as we go. And, I, I mean, I don't want to be too presumptuous, but – like I could see this being like a somewhat a regular thing. We'll we'll have to figure it out because it, it, so far it seems like everyone's really enjoying how we do this. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to judge if like everyone's like loving it because there's another sports going on or if it's like a true love. But everybody is like it's the the fan, the watching, just kind of like the thread is is on fire. So it's it's a lot of fucking fun. So it it'd be fun to see like if we can. We'll definitely continue it, but like, I, we don't want to do it too often to where it just kind of like waters in the product, oh, but also yeah, exactly. like get more people involved. It'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is is we're we're learning on this and we're trying to figure out ways to to stream this, you know, on other platforms and figuring it out. So it you know it's it's got some legs to it. I'm interesting interested to see where this will go for the future. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Mab League so far early on a success here. Um, so yeah, tune in at twitch.tv, uh, I guess forward slash backslash forward slash. I don't know what the slashes are. The the, the usual slash that you see. Yeah, that's slash. Uh, yeah, there you go. Mab Sports Podcast. Uh, we'll put up some notifications on the Twitch uh, stream as well as uh, on IG all of our social media platforms you guys can tune in as well all right i, I do want to drop the line live so we're doing clippers at t wolves it's going to be at t wolves i'm going yeah. to set this line at clippers minus two. Ooh, you like clippers on the road clippers going minus. up uh, against uh, a shaquille o'neal lad timberwolves Larry Bird also on the T Wolves. Clippers have Kobe Bryant, Oscar Robertson, Moses Malone, Carl Malone. I like this, Brandana. This is fun. This is where it makes it interesting here. We'll see how it goes on. I like it. Minus two for the Clippers. Here we go. All right. I'm interested. In shit. All right. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us to jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. Showdown. We are doing best pizza topping combos. I love this, brother. I love this. <laughs> I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to dominate you. Oh, really? Oh, you think, sir? I, I uh, you're, you're in, you were living in New York for a long time here, so you've gotten your pizza wisdom up. I did, yeah. Is New York pizza the best pizza? Answer this question. Oh, that's, oh, that's a really good question. I'm going to get shut out of the city but it's 
No, not really. I mean, it's it's fine. Like you gotta like get on. It's it's good. It's good piece. Controversial. Controversial AF, but it's just like here. Here's I want to ask you, like, yeah. How much do you love a stuffed crust? Oh, I fuck a stuffed crust up, my friend. A stuffed crust is so good. That's uh, so good. Like I don't want to talk if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bury those calories on pizza, like put that mozzarella in my fucking crust. Oh, okay, like lay it out. Emphasis on the mozzarella. mozzarella. Um, I do. I'm a I'm a big fan of crust in general. I love it. I don't understand people who don't eat the crust. Oh, you, that, you eat crust? Do you eat, do you eat the pizza the wrong way? No, fuck that. What am I a fucking lunatic? No, no. I eat it the right way. I'm not getting my first off. I'm not gonna have my hands all greasy and weird, just trying to like, you know, tr- you know, plate it on my hand and work it in there. Well, what's yeah. the point of that? So work, yeah, so work. Eat it like God intended to it. Triangle point first, work it down. But I don't put those those that crust down. I eat that crust, and everyone should eat that crust. By the way, like, but now you're gonna stuff that crust. Fuck man, I'm stuffing it in my face. Anyways. Okay, uh, I see your thing also. So we're talking, we're talking best pizza topping combos. Yes. Uh, so you didn't have a younger brother. Did you guys have to agree on it, or did you guys have to go half and half? We typically agreed on it. You know what we got into the fight over? The bubble piece. Remember the piece with like the big bubble that like comes up with a little like pocket of uh, dough on it, oh, you know, yeah. and it kind of like singes on the top. That's where we would get into our argument, the bubble piece. For some reason, it's actually less pizza when you think about it, but yeah. we got an argument over the bubble piece. But no, we were simpatico for our pizza. Uh, well, because some, some families do some families do half and half. They're just like, we're doing half and half. Like, we got to do the, you know, like. I get frustrated when people go half and half. It's like, can we all just I get too. together on this? I do too, yeah. Like, because then it's a race for the good half, because they're always going to be a good half. Yeah, the good half is what I'm gonna drop on you. My number three coming on the gate. This is OG pizza from Brandana. Yeah, doing pepperoni and bell pepper. Pepperoni Ooh, and bell pepper. Going with spicy, going with heartburn alley, my friend. This is it, it's super consistent. Like we always wanted yes. it. I got my brother on board. That's why I asked you. My brother was always on board for it. Like it's just like what we like. We like a little bit of pepper, a little green, a little vegetable, make you feel healthy, a little pepperoni. Gotta be pepperoni. Pepperoni's gotta be on all of these. Oh, really? Oh, really, fool. Uh, pepperoni is a tough hang for me because I did work at Jet's Pizza, 19 years old, and they had the single individual slices with just pepperoni that your boy would just hammer. Just when you got five minutes to come up from air, hammering pepperoni slices. Got me right here in the chest little little acid reflux don't like it i'm gonna go i'm gonna keep it classic as well why are we sleeping on just straight up cheese or extra cheese pizza cheese as the chopping let's not let's not overcomplicate no scenario yeah yeah, you're 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 making it weird you're making it weird like you're just you're ordering a grilled cheese. Like you're just ordering a cheese pizza. That's what you want. I'm not saying that's what I. I'm saying that's my number three best topping. It's classic. It, it to my point, it's the no New topic. York slice. It's, it's New zero York. topping. I disagree. You're, you're topping. I disagree, <laughs> sir. I disagree. <laughs> so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a zero for having zero, zero. toppings on this pizza. In the battle that's talking about best toppings on pizza. And then we get yeah, yeah some, maybe uh, that, yeah that might be a little. I did this quick. Trial sect cost about twelve dollars, so I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I was like OTC. Yeah, I had to pop points. four of them before. Absolutely. I wish number two brother. Number two, going a little outside of the realm here. Uh, I'm gonna go with a barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah, that's really. What's that? I thought about it. I thought you'd do this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's not get too cocky after that first round. Okay. Barbecue chicken, a little bit of red onion gets sneak in there. Barbecue sauce, non 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 traditional pizza toppings, but it's good. Jets Pizza makes a fantastic one. I know I'm all over Jets. This podcast sponsored to you by Jets Pizza. (laughs) Going with the square crust gets a little of those burnt edges on there. 
I like that square pizza every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, barbecue chicken, my friend. All right, I'll ask you this. Like, what's yeah. your thoughts on the Hawaiian pizza? Canadian bacon, pineapple. What's your thoughts? Okay. So, I've thought about this. I know. I know it's coming. Is it number one? No, no, no. No, not my one. It's in my console bracket for this because it's a controversial. It is controversial. I, that was my note. My note was it's controversial. And you know, your boy has many, many a time said, I don't, I don't, I don't vibe on sweet and salty. I don't do it. Yada, you know. After working at at Jets and experimenting, there is a a very perfect ratio between the Canadian bacon, uh, the the ham, and just a little, just a few, just a few pineapples ever so often. It's nice. It's a change of pace. I like it. I'm not going to pass up on it. If it's got too much pineapple on it, fuck it. I'm off. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, there's uh, you can if if someone's trying to prove their point that like pineapple Hawaiian pizza needs to be taken seriously, like that's a problem because they're yes. just they're littering pineapple, but just the right ratio, yes, little ham, little pineapple right there. My number two, my number two, coming to the gate with combo of Canadian bacon and pineapple. It's good, man. It is good, right? It's it's a good it's a good set. It's a good set. And you've got to find like you got to get the right dough. You can't go thin crust. You got to get like a little heartier crust because yeah. that because sometimes that pineapple is gonna gonna seep. It's gonna weep mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's gonna sog up that crust. So you go thin crust. It's over. Don't fuck around with this. I we're really showing our white trash roots right here. By the way. I love this on this stuff crossed into the Hawaiian pizza. Um, but it is it is a fucking good pizza to go for. It's a little change of pace. I would say I go to this one in moderation though, my friend. Yeah, it's just in moderation, but it's just like if I'm gonna have two slices, if I don't fill myself up, if I'm enjoying the buffet of pizza showing up, I'm I'm going to take a swing on Hawaiian. Yeah. Beautiful, excellent. What's your number two, brother? Uh, barbecue chicken pizza. Oh yeah, that's that's what it is. That's what um, it is. I will give the victory. I'm going to do barbecue chicken. That is going to be 13 points because if it's 13 minutes before it shows up to your doorstep, you don't want to touch that chicken. You don't <laughs> want to touch that chicken. Right. Okay. And Hawaiian pizza, I will give a. I like my chicken medium rare. <laughs> T boss call out nice. <laughs> uh, I'll give I'll give I'll give four points. So we're looking at uh, a sixteen to uh, sixteen. Who gives a shit? I just made it up. Number one, my number one out of the gate, pepperoni jalapeno. I mean, I know you got to get your fucking. This is this is it. Is this even a real combination? Pepperoni jalapeno. It is. My lifeblood. It is your life. I know it's yes, your lifeblood. But aside, outside of your sphere of influence, if we were to call Domino's right now and be like, "Hey, what's your hottest seller?" It, it would be like thirty before we got to pepperoni and jalapeno. Oh, man, that, that sounds weird to me. It's like this is the. You're right because I don't see it, especially going around in New York. Like I don't see it like on their shelf of things they're offering. Like right. when it's like every time I ask, it's like, "Do you guys have jalapenos?" They're just like, "I don't think so." Give me one second. They're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah we we do have them." Like every time, it's like no, no one's just like yes. Everyone's just like, "Give me a beat." Give yeah. Me a beat. Give me a beat. <laughs> oh, I found this can from or this can from 2003. <laughs> I think I can load this up on here. This is still safe for consumption. Jala- I know you love jalapenos so much. Love you so much. Do you not like jalapenos? You don't like I do. No, I do. I absolutely do. I'm I'm the only one in the in the in the MA household that likes spicy foods and, and will will get down on some jalapeno. But not on my fucking pizza, Brandana. This is insanity. Oh man. Bro, so- we're brothers in life, don't get me wrong, but we're splitting the toppings on this pizza when we order. You say, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going sausage, mushroom, and peppers. 
fantastic. Let's do it. You know what? Actually, I'm going to take the victory for you breaking the rules because <laughs> it was two it toppings. Was, two toppings is it? Pizza, yeah, it was pizza combinations. A combination is two things. Right. Okay. Combo. It's a combo piece. You disqualified. I didn't know if the prefix of two was combo. Okay. All right. I'm not yeah, confused uh, by that. The victory. I didn't <laughs> you didn't like jalapenos like I do. Um, I do like them, just not on my pizza with pepperoni. It's an insane thing. I want to talk to you about this. I don't know if I can see. It may be Sports Podcast, episode 120, uh, MVP of the week. I will give it to Dr. Mystic and Mish. I had most awesome running around the house the entire time, playing on the weekend, giving live broadcasts for eight hours games that's a nutty number that's a nutty number she picked the phone like she was talking to me not talking to me just like uh i can't believe you're letting my husband doing this just a sweetheart making him go down gotta get to my fifth there she is a she's a kind woman and as we're rounding out episode 120 it is 120 in the morning little serendipitous right there uh my mvp also i know (laughs) my my mvp as well as dr mr commish uh, on Tuesday, she turns something of an age. Uh, I love her dearly. She's a great woman. Uh, so she's my MVP of the week as well, too. Can't go, can't go wrong with a double MVP. Let's give it, brother. Um, guys, you can find it on search us, MAB underscore sports. sports. Right, exactly. It's like, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, it's, it's sports. Uh, on Instagram, see the schedule for everything. Uh, we have a second round of games coming up. Um, I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Must awesome. Hello, Domino's. Can you order us some macaroni and jalapeno pizza?